Hello, hello. Oh my gosh, we're on season two. It's finally here. How are you feeling over there, Meg? Uh, good, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a little bit of coffee. <laughs> you look good. Oh, um, thank you. You look good. You look good too. It's probably because we're wearing <laughs> the same outfit unknowingly to our podcast <laughs> recording. So we yeah. probably just feel like the other person looks great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> only difference is, and it's funny because it's they're opposite colors. I'm wearing like a, a burnt orange and she is in a teal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just and very exciting. It's it's an interesting uh time whenever you go onto your meeting and then you're like, oh, we're dressed the same. That is not what you said. You said, oh my God, why are we dressed the same? <laughs> Ah, and then I was like, oh, we are. <laughs> I know I kind of sounded offended by it, but I mean, at the same time, I'm like, you got good taste. You got good taste. Did, do I? <laughs> I feel like you were offended. I feel like you were like, gross. I have to burn this now. Like, no, I love this sweater. This sweater was actually kind of pricey. I'm not burning this sweater. I love this sweater. This sweater, um, I don't know how much it cost, but it was orange. So. I'm just saying I somehow I live in perpetual winter I need this sweater it's actually it's really funny okay because like ideally I would live in perpetual winter right but I wear like exclusively warm colors and black but (laughs) like I'm like Halloween I guess and and you want to live in summer and you wear like all these cool colors. And this is a show about writing. Okay, <laughs> show but let's just talk about writing. how good like cool colors look on me. Like how good does this sweater look on me? Okay. Uh, all right. Well, okay. if this is your first time tuning in, this is not a show about the clothes that Meg and I wear. Although you do get a lot of that amongst other little gems. <laughs> but <laughs> welcome to So You Wanna. It's actually a show for writers by writers. Meg and I created this brand to give authors a place to chat, hang out, and just generally be. The world needs more books, specifically your books. We're here to help make that happen. I'm Elle, resident Aries and contemporary romance writer. You can find all of my work on Wattpad under Elle Meredith Writes. I will spare you from running through all the books because it is such a long list, but just (laughs) head on over there and you can find them all. Um, I also have a new book that's going to be coming out. So again, if you just tune into that page, you're going to find all that kind of stuff. So I know, um, but I'm really all- excited about your new book. And I feel like if you don't plug the others, you should at least plug this one. Okay. So this one's called My Life Upside Down. Um, it's my first wander into the world of young adult, which is kind of fitting for today's topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you are someone who knows my writing, you know, I kind of write pretty steamy stuff. Um, <laughs> this totally eliminates that. So if you have always wanted to read my work, but you're not into that side of things, this is the book for you. Um, but it does delve into some other topics. And so I do highly recommend checking out the trigger warning that I do have at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it is, uh, sitting in my library or in my like published books now, like the copyright and everything like that, that kind of will give you an idea of what you're in for. 
anyway, <laughs> as always, um, I'd love to chat with you so you can connect with me over on Instagram at lmeredith.writes. And maybe you need a laugh at some of the tougher author moments. You can follow me over on TikTok at lmeredith.writes to see all my goofy videos. Like seriously, if you follow me on Instagram and see my reels, my TikToks are, are twice as ridiculous. So <laughs> Meg, your turn. Yeah, I just think it's funny because I am not um, a TikTok user. Like I, I will come on and I'll, I'll use it for like, you know, a week at a time and then I will vanish. Um, but recently I've been watching your TikToks because I watch reels every day. I'm a bad business partner is what this is. But um, I've been catching up on your TikToks and they're just so funny. I shared one to my story the other day. I was just like, unreal. So again, like <laughs> her, her, her reels are <laughs> different than her TikToks, which, you know, kudos to you for the amount of uh, devotion and dedication that takes. I, I, started, <laughs> I started making TikToks and then I was like, wow, I am far too lazy for this. Just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. You won't find you me. Make reels though, and your reels are really good. I do. I do. I do turn out the reels like every day. So, you know, huzzah for that. Well, if she is L, that makes me Meg. I am the writer of the Miranda Rights trilogy, the Oscar's Boy series, the Holiday Affair series. Yes, I did say the Holiday Affair series. Spoiler alert. Uh, Birds and Bullets and my latest work, Once Upon the Night. I do also have a book in the works now that is <laughs> somehow more dark than the others. Um, so I guess to sum it up, I am a dark fantasy, dark contemporary writer. Um, I am a romance writer. So all of my books are going to be full of just lovey-dovey <laughs> things. Elle is looking at me because she's like, that. that is more romantic sounding but you can find all of my work on Wattpad right now I'm under Megan Alexandria of course you know I'm very active on Instagram so you can get a preview of the things to come whether they're going to land on Amazon or Wattpad or wherever at author Megan Alexandria so if you aren't following me please do you can also see all of my hilarious reels there I'm just kidding but help me out and like them. Today, we are going to talk about how to write young adult romance. Okay, before we get to that, Mm -hmm. I feel like I need to defend my face. Okay. (laughs) I was drinking coffee, one, and (laughs) I just want to say that I was only giving you a face because I was like, look, your books are romantic. They definitely have that romance in them. But you've got to get through a lot to get there. And okay. you have to be I do. Yeah, I, I make I make the readers work. For, I like to write things that are fucked up. I don't know, you know, how to say that. This is the young adult romance uh, episode. I probably shouldn't drop the F-bomb. But I like to write things that are messed up. Um, okay. This is a young adult, uh, uh, podcast, but I will say we have geared our podcast to an 18 plus audience mm -hmm. and (laughs) we're talking to 18 plus who are just wanting to write in that, uh, general, you know, to that age group. Yeah. As a note, don't put swears into your book. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you're writing young adult, like use swears (laughs) sparingly if at all. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. Actually, it's funny during our live, someone asked that question, like, mm-hmm. what can I do for swears? And and yeah, and the answer was like, well, it really depends what age you're writing towards because it's yeah. such a big, um, like a big bracket. Yeah, like because it's, it's twelve, it's twelve to eighteen. So a twelve year old, you don't want to be dropping f bombs every, you know, three words. As <laughs> I was three. told, it is not the ideal language for a twelve year old lady. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Flashback. Um. But no, I mean, like if you're writing for like, you know, young adult, but it's like senior year, you know, young, young adult type. Uh, I just use young adult. <laughs> you can't define a word by using the word, you know, um, but like that literally like, like senior in high school in the kind eve of, deal. of adulthood, you know, <laughs> a senior in high school or even like a freshman yeah. in college, like that new adult genre area I guess you know some curse words are okay but you know the genre really doesn't require this I should say um yeah yeah also I I talk a lot different than I write I promise you my books are not all just f-bombs well yeah that's true because when you wrote Oscar's Boy you had a whole accent and everything so you definitely talk differently right yeah yeah I don't think did I curse at all I think I cursed one time in the Oscar's Boy yeah, no, there wasn't a lot of cursing in that one. I think, I think, yeah, because Cyrus cursed one time and it was like very shocking uh, for everyone because that is, for anyone who doesn't know the Oscars boy, it's uh, my Wadi's 2021 shortlister. Uh, forbidden romance. Uh, it's a pseudo medieval sort of thing. Um, it follows like a, a bratty princess. It could almost be aged down into young adult. Um, if you eliminate quite a few things, yeah, you have to go yeah, if you get rid of the steam, yeah. um, and like maybe tweaked a couple things, but, um, yeah, I don't write young adult, but, um, yeah, it's if, hard. Yeah. But it's very royalty themed is the point. And so, uh, there's not a lot of cursing in there. There's not any cursing. There's like one curse word, I think. Yeah. 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 I have a feeling that I you're, I guess new- I could do it. I have a feeling that your new novel might have less than, you know, say birds and bullets. Birds and bullets had a lot. Yeah. Birds and bullets. He's, he's dropping. Yeah. Uh, every few thoughts he's like, Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. But I think your new one that you're writing now, I could see out in public, not having a lot. And then in private, <laughs> some, you know, I'm not sure they're like curse words as they are like a uh, vulgar words. <laughs> I seriously cannot wait though. It's going to be good. It's going to be yeah. so good. Yeah. I was, I, was, I just want you to start writing. We've been plotting for days and I'm like, okay, let's write. I, so like my <laughs> plotting process is kind of funny. So um, guys, if you need a, like a romance plotting um, template or whatever, Elle actually went through the hassle of creating this and she put it on her page where you have like the the image um, where you can see like it's a carousel. You can see like, hey, this is a step and she breaks down like every step of what it is. Um, But, you know, like with our discord, we actually have like a a document that you could have access to. If you join our discord, you have to be 18 plus. But, uh, you know, it's a writing tool that breaks down the I guess the template there 
Um, and it's not like, obviously it's not like a perfect skeleton where you're like, oh, boom, 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 but you can mold it to work um, with your own writing. It's, like, Yeah, like, I mean, it's really designed to help you be think, able to think through yeah. the, the tension building in romance because that's kind of what I personally find the hardest part is, is building that tension to make sure that your readers are desperate for these two people to get together by the end of it. So I find that it just really helps making keeps you on track to make sure that you're hitting like certain like pivotal, you know, yeah. So that you're not like making them fall in love before the middle of the book. They're not like in a full blown relationship and they're together and happy and and all this kind of stuff. But the point, the point of bringing that up and I do want to apologize real fast. If you hear a motorcycle going back and forth, there is a guy here with a motorcycle that is just. I think he knows I'm filming a podcast today. So he's like driving by my window multiple times. <laughs> um, I was hitting mute on my mic, but you know, it's, it's not going to work anyway. So to have a conversation that way. <laughs> yeah. If you hear like a, you know, I'm not going to make the noise, but <laughs> if you hear like a growling, that is what that is. I'm not being, you know, attacked by Christine. Um, so, so the point of bringing that up though, is that, you know, my, my plotting is different than yours. Like you're very like, Hey, this is the list. Boom, boom, boom. And I feel like when you make your outlines, like you can just put like shorthand notes there and be like, okay, yeah, here we go. And then you know exactly where you're at. I am, uh, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a creative artist type. Uh, I don't know. Somebody told me to say that. Like when people look at you, like you're crazy, tell them you're a painter. But, um, <laughs> so like, I like to, to all add- the painters out there. We love you. Yes, we do. <laughs> I'm a painter. Um, but I like to put as much detail as humanly possible while I'm thinking about it, because I'm like worried that I'll forget it. Because listen, a lot of my, uh, writing comes at like three in the morning. And like, if you don't write it down, you go back to sleep and you're like, fucking lose it but um so like my outline will have dialogue if I think of it it'll have descriptions or like key visual effects that I want in it so I feel like I kind of have started writing this book um because I do have like actual scenes Mm -hmm. that I've like I've just done the dialogue 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 and like it's like without the tags on it or the scene changing or you know evolution in it um but like, yeah, I, I, I'm planning this afternoon to actually like sit down and do it, which is a pivotal moment for me, guys, because I have not actually written anything in a couple of months. I've been kind of burnt out. Um, and we do have an episode on creative burnout. So like, just know that it's, it's a real thing. So um, mm-hmm. but the end, the end comes. So you yeah, totally. can overcome. I was, I was going to say like with my creative process like yeah I do a lot of bullet points stuff but I do find that at some point during my writing time I often find myself having to sit down and kind of write chapter by chapter what mm-hmm. needs to happen I have to kind of think okay what circles haven't been closed that I need yeah, to why close? is this chapter happening yeah why does this happen? Does this matter? Like, and in this young adult that I'm doing, get it like just to get back into young adults mm-hmm. here. Um, you know, I've been finding that there's actually a lot of circles that I have to close because teenagers are kind of different than adults, you know, and, and, um, 
And I mean, not only that, but the setting, I think for you, it's very different because generally you as a contemporary romance writer, you write adult romances, obviously where, you know, it's at a place of business or it's, you know, at, yeah, now I'm in high school. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And now you have, you have a large cast. This is a large cast for you. It is. It's a large cast. I've been doing my best to avoid, um, you know, having a lot of unnecessary characters, any care, like I've been able Mm -hmm. to take things like teachers and turning them into something meaningful. Um, even like, um, like there was something that I realized, okay. And also like, I will also add, I'm doing an American high school and American high school is different to Canadian high school. You know, um, I have to consider things like, you know, in Canada, we don't really have standardized testing to get into university. You Mm -hmm. just have to basically get good grades to apply to university. Whereas I know like down in the States and I only know this because I had to take them because I applied to universities in the States, but you guys have the SATs and that Mm -hmm. matters. Actually, I don't even think they're the SATs anymore. I'm pretty sure they're something else. I know that they were changing when I was doing them. Um, Uh, I'm not going to answer this question because I do not want to age myself. Yeah, I know (laughs) myself too. I do all the American listeners are like, oh, they're old. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so I took the SAT. But I know that that matters and and that your score actually does, like I had to go and look and see like, okay, what's the average SAT score that you need to get into this school? Like what's the base? And then what will for sure get you in? Like all these things that whenever yeah. it comes to Canada, I don't have to think about. So there's a huge difference. Also the way that like the classes that you guys do are totally yeah. different. Here we have a lot of classes that kind of lump stuff together, whereas mm-hmm. you guys have a lot of separate you know, classes. Well, and the scheduling is different too. A lot of places yeah. have block scheduling. So you do yeah. every other day or something. It's not like an everyday event. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Whereas my school, it was like, you had, um, like when I was in high school, it was an everyday thing, two yeah. semesters, but every day, the same subjects. And you had to pick like, it was like five subjects and there was a number of core and then a number mm-hmm. of elective or whatever. But anyway, that's not the point. What I did, what we did in high school is not the point, but the point is, is that like, it's definitely an interesting experience heading back to high school and heading back to high school in a different country that I never went to high school in. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, and also like I picked a small town setting, but I did that for my own benefit because I kind of know what the high school experience in a small town is like. So I was able to kind of model my own small town. Uh But anyway, the point is, is that like, it's definitely an interesting, um, it's definitely interesting trying to plot that. And I realized that the only way to actually figure out the mechanics of how this is all going to work was to start writing. So I've had a, like, if you look in the binder, cause I keep binders with all my notes and stuff, there are so many loose leaf pages and that's Mm -hmm. not normal for me to have this many. I know it's funny because this this whole process has been strange to watch because like you're almost like that like plastic bag flying in the wind that's like you know like well you know like in American Beauty where he's like oh it's gorgeous like you know (laughs) oh it's funny but you know yeah definitely I have out of your element you're supposed to be like hanging near the checkout aisle you know (laughs) it's so funny because I wrote this like with this idea in mind because there were so many elements that were real to me in my real life I was like this Mm -hmm. is gonna be a fast right I'm gonna have no problems (laughs) here 
yeah, months later. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? Yeah. But I'm also at that point where I'm like, I just want to finish this. I can feel the, like, I can see the finish line. And if I don't mm-hmm. finish it, I'm going to be so mad at You're myself. You're past the midpoint. So I'm well past the midpoint. You, like you it, are in the stretch, you know? I'm, I really am. I'm literally just building the blocks to get to the black moment at this point. Like See, I'm your just problem is, is that you, you've been hanging out with me too much because <laughs> I always get super lazy at this point. I pass the midpoint. I'm ready to go. The ending is the fastest, you know, for me and, and wrapping everything up. And I'm like, <laughs> or I could play the Sims. Like, oh my gosh, we've, you just know? Been so much. we've been on a break and you probably thought that we were, you know, doing all this amazing <laughs> stuff. And it's like, yeah, we were running our discord, doing our show and playing Sims. So. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you though. Like, um, got a great legacy going. Okay. Yeah. Well, for me, um, it kind of like doing something else, like playing video games, you know, while it's not productive on the surface, it really gives my brain a rest to kind of mm-hmm. like reset and like people think oh these two they run a show they write every single day forever and ever no I mean I just told you I haven't written in months but I'm on the discord and I'm I'm sprinting with other people where I'm like outlining stuff or I'm working on the podcast or you know like I'm doing other things that I'm using that time for you know but like again creative burnout is a very real thing and overworking yourself is really weird or real so like if you have to take a break to play you know 90 generations on the sims you know maybe do it if that's what helps you like chill out man you know yeah I mean definitely I've kind of been doing a combo I stopped writing my young adult and I started writing in another book that I had a night yeah somehow magically got like 20k in there yeah I I mean I saw that I was like oh okay well she's just killing it then So, you know, and I, you know, I think that sometimes you do like you need a break from one and someone did say something about having multiple works in progress going. I tried getting into my series again, thinking maybe I just need to step away from this. My series is kind of like each book gets progressively darker. So we're starting like, I like that you are literally on book two and you're like, I'm out. This is dark. (laughs) Well, it's not that it's just that like, so like the first book was very lighthearted with like very minimal darkness, like the darkest thing you know, had to do with the main care or the love interest family, not giving anything away. You need to read the book. Whereas now we're kind of heading into where we're starting to see that these characters have a lot of stuff going on in the background, like things that were mentioned in the first book, there was a name that was dropped or the fact that, you know, maybe the group wasn't always the group that it is that, you know, and we're kind of now I'm starting to build into that. And that's actually a dark uh, subplot and stuff like that. So it's just like, <laughs> I think I have to be in the right mindset to get into my series sometimes because I know each book is going to get progressively darker until the very end when I kind of just relighten it. <laughs> well, no, like that, that's, I hear that though, because like I have, I have a Pisces, I have playlists for my work. And so like some days I'm just not in the mood to listen to that music or like feel that creative, you know, spark whatever I'm working on. So like, you know, um, that was me by the way, cause I told you, somebody told me, um, that they have two works in progress going at one time so that they're constantly productive. And I'm like, Oh, well, that is a way to work smarter. Um, but I'm playing <laughs> the sins. 
<laughs> well, you know, I mean, I joined you a lot in that play, <laughs> that Sims playing. So yeah, sure three that. generations in and still going strong. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, okay, you know what? We should, let's just get down to the, to the actual show here. Okay. That's probably a good idea. I feel like we've been chatting for like an hour and we've lost 90% of our audience. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But so you want to season two show for writers by writers today. We're talking about young adult romance and you know started this off it's pretty when you sit down to plot it you know we we're just talking about plotting it it's pretty similar to doing an adult romance you know um you're still creating chemistry building the tension um much in the same ways but you know because of its target audience there are other things to consider about it the biggest thing is actually the age that you're catering to so before we get started, I think it's important to note that young adult is not a genre, but an age right, group. Yeah. So what we're mostly covering today is how to go about approaching this age group when it comes to writing romance, not necessarily all the nitty gritty of like, this is how you write a romance kind of thing. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and on that, one of the things that we change up um, how is how we plot the novel, right? Yeah. And I mean, it's not for the reason you would think like we love the, you know, step method that we gave you back in the romance episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it works really well and it's yeah, great. We still use um, it, obviously. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, you know, but, and this one's similar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but we did find a way or the way that it's laid out gives you more of a chance to put in details. Yeah. And I mean, for me, definitely, I used it for plotting my young adult romance and it's definitely easier for me to think, um, you know, I find it easier to think like an adult, obviously I am one (laughs) than to think like a teenager. Uh And because it's it's kind of broken down a little bit more, um, I guess I found just a little bit more in depth. It gave Mm -hmm. me a chance to really think about, okay, how would this actually affect a teenager, Mm -hmm. you know? So Spoiler alert, their actions and their reactions are going to be different than they are, you know, when they're they're adults. (laughs) I reacted differently as a teenager to to situations when I do as an adult. I don't believe that. (laughs) Actually, that's just saying I'm really immature. I shouldn't let that say that. (laughs) Anyways. Um, But yeah, I mean, going back to the mechanics, though, you know, uh, an adult romance, you know, you can get away with. 80, 90, in some instances, even 100K. But in a young adult, you really want to max out around 50K. And then you want to- It's so hard. (laughs) Yeah. And you want to split up the 50K into like a three-act structure like this. Um, You're going to have the beginning, which is act one. And that represents 25% of the book. That's approximately, what, 10K words. And then the middle is act two, and that is 50% of the book, so 30K. And then the end, act three, and that represents the final 25% of the book, so approximately another 10K. Now, that is just a general catch-all. If you write your young adult at 60K, you don't have to cut out 10K words to fit into it. The standard for a novel is 50K, you know, but... Again, you don't want to be checking out 100,000 words for this age range because that is that is asking a lot. That is just, yeah, split yeah. the book into, you know, two. 
a series of some kind. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's break these down a little bit more closely, like what you're mm-hmm. looking at whenever it comes to plotting. So act one, um, the purpose of this section is to introduce your two main characters, bring them together. This is a young adult romance though. So it's okay for your main character to explore emotions with another character, as long as there's meaning behind that exploration. You know, keep in mind being a teenager is a lot about self-discovery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and the com- the components of Act One are uh, the hook, the inciting incident, the first plot point. Um, but to break those down, the hook. This is obviously where you grab your reader's attention, you know, and you draw them into the story. And this is where you show everyday life and you give the readers a glimpse into who the main character is on their own. And then you're going to introduce, um, you know, what is standing in the way of them developing a relationship. And then you have the inciting incident. This is where, you know, the two love interests meet and, you know, the force that brings the meeting about is almost always external, but, you know, it's whether it's moving to a new school or being somewhere at the same time and same place, um, working on a project together, you know, just like an adult romance, you really need to remember that you need to quickly reject the idea of this relationship in this section. And then you've got the first plot point, and that's where your characters are going to have something that just sticks them together. So whatever it is, you know, there's usually a development that raises the stakes and clearly define both love interests as goals. Um, so if they are working on a project together, you know, maybe this project is worth a huge chunk of their grade or important to their enrollment college, you know, or maybe it's about proving themselves to their hard to please parents. So whatever it is, you know, you can show this external goal. Um, and by external, I mean like a goal outside of having the relationship. Uh, but just remember that, you know, these are teens. And forever is and always isn't necessarily like the first thing on their mind. So if you have a subgenre, you can make this goal specific to that. Um, whereas in an d- adult romance, generally you're headed towards that happily ever after, forever and always. Mm-hmm. So next we've got Act Two. And this is the meat of your story. This is where your characters are going to start falling for each other. Of course, for tension purposes, you can't have them fall all the way right away. They need to start reconciling their different wants and needs. By the end of this section, something needs to happen to separate them. Mm -hmm. But let's take a closer look. Okay. And act two, uh, you have the first pinch point, the midpoint. Um, the second pinch point, the second plot point. So breaking those down, the first pinch point is where you're going to see, you know, your character face uh, the inner and outer conflicts. So by now, you know, the attraction should be starting to build with their love interest and your characters should be starting to think that maybe a relationship with this person wouldn't be so bad. Um, but this is the section where you can put, you know, something like a first kiss or that first like hint of intimacy there. Um, just remember that this is a teenage novel <laughs> and maybe you want to like let the awkwardness shine through, right? Um, it might not be as smooth as say an adult romance as first kiss would be. Um, for example, your characters might 
never have kissed anyone before. And that should show in the scene, right? Then you have the midpoint. Um, and again, this is about 25K of the novel. So it's pretty meaty. Um, <laughs> this is where another new development raises the stakes again. And that's where your two characters will be able to see that relationship. So maybe this is where they finally admit that they do have feelings for each other. Um, and you can say that this is the fall tie. Um, or the other way to go is to have your characters think that a relationship could never work, could never happen. You know, friendship is all they can hope for or a fake relationship. Um, if you're doing that trope, this is where you get that false low. So whatever route you're choosing, your main character really needs to dig deep and consider what is it that they really want. And then you have the second pinch point, um, another glimpse at the, you know, the opposition to the relationship. So this time it's heavily weighted towards the character's inner conflict and what they need to overcome internally to make the relationship work. So at this point, the intimacy between the two characters might still seem to be growing, but the main character's fear or false beliefs are starting to creep back to the surface. And then you have the second plot point, and that's when a new development raises the stakes yet again to their all-time highest. So the absolute worst thing that could have happened happens. And this is essentially, you know, the black moment um, of a novel if we were looking at the adult romance structure but you know uh, this is where trust is broken this is where inner worries and fears you know that we read about earlier hit ahead and at this moment there's a choice love or fear and they choose fear Whoa, well Meg you've been <laughs> talking quite a bit so yeah. maybe I'll take act three because the black moment is my favorite but I also really like the pieces after so <laughs> well you're a monster so Okay. Well, <laughs> boy, I've sure missed your love on these podcasts. <laughs> All right. Act three. So overall, this section is where the characters come back together. We will deliver the happily ever after or, you know, something like it. I'll explain more on that in a minute. Um, but there is the crisis and then the climax and resolution. So the crisis is where both characters have to decide if it's worth working through the inner conflict to accept love. Your main character is going to realize what they need to do to fix not only the external problems, but the relationship as well. This is where the life lessons of the story are learned. Uh, the climax and re resolution, this is where you will show the two characters finally resolving their differences, the difference between... Um, a young adult romance and an adult romance is that actually in a teen romance, you don't have to deliver that traditional happily ever after we're going to run into the sunset and, you know, be high school sweethearts, get married. And this is our life now. Many adult romance and even marriage, you know, blossom from high school. And that's great. It's fantastic. Even if you are someone who was lucky enough to meet your, uh, the love of your life in high school, like that's awesome. Um, but it's not actually as common as you'd think to do that. So the reality is, is that most teen couples are not destined to be together forever and that that's okay. And actually teens are okay with the idea that, you know, the person they meet in high school isn't going to be their one and only forever. Um, so it's while high school relationships often shape us and our future relationships, 
Um, it's okay to end your book on the idea of happy for now. And teens are totally accepting of the idea of happy for now. Yeah. And of course, all of these things that we're talking about, they're just broad strokes. You can take any formula you want. You can play around with it any way you want and fit it to your story best. As always, we recommend starting by following the structure rigidly and then playing around a bit as you edit. Mm-hmm. And as you write more books too, you can play around right. with it. You kind of get a feel for, for and how you get into work. a rhythm of how your life mm-hmm. like earlier. I said that my plotting structure, you know, I use it as a guideline and then I mm-hmm. fit it towards the way I like. Yeah. To yeah. The whole goal is to build like the chemistry and the tension. So if you've got that going, then you're, you're doing well. All right. Well, let's, let's break for commercial. And then when we come back, we can chat all about the elements that make a teen romance, a teen romance. Hey Meg. Hey Elle. Remember when we said we wanted to start a podcast but didn't know where to start? Yep. And then we heard about Anchor, you know, the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. (laughs) I sure do. And it's been great. We can record, upload, and even schedule the days our podcast releases. Everyone should check it out. Easy podcasting, free hosting, join the growing number of podcasters who are using Anchor worldwide today. And we're back. Reminder, you're listening to So You Want a Show for Writers by Writers. Before the commercial, we were chatting about how we like to break down the plot points when writing a young adult romance. And now we're going to talk about the different elements to help you create a great teen-centric story. Well, earlier, you know, we mentioned it, but, you know, you're currently writing a young adult romance, which is very different than your usual because of the lack of spice yeah yeah and other things <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean there's a definitely a different oh I just about knocked my coffee over there's definitely a difference um I've been finding myself often thinking about how a 17 18 year old me would approach a particular subject mm-hmm. and I want to be clear about something sex is definitely one of those subjects yeah. Um, but overall, yes, it's difficult getting into the mindset and thinking how a teenager would think, you know, how do arguments with friends go when you're a teenager versus how you're an adult? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, even I think about you and I, like we might argue over something, but 10 minutes later, we're talking again, whereas I can recall fighting with my friends as a teenager and we are livid and we're not talking for days it's the friendship recovers you know yeah exactly which I think is hilarious because of all the times we joke about how well I'll do it you know so you want to is over (laughs) (laughs) totally and I mean even relationship with parents obviously like my relationship with my parents changed as I got older yeah that and you know like you know, I also remember in high school very much thinking I knew what was best for me and my mom and my dad knew nothing. Yeah, well, you know, because <laughs> you have this idea that you're already grown up before you really are. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Well, I think we should get into, you know, maybe some tips that will help our listeners write a great young adult romance, you know, maybe something that you're using right now to get into that. Um off the top of my head, um, for me, like what I can contribute here is, you know, teenage romances are highly marketable. So, you know, they're highly sought after and incredibly successful. Um, but like we said at the beginning of the show, you know, it's different than writing an adult romance. 
and I kind of gave it away there when I was talking about getting into what would 17, 18 year old me do. It's a lot about perspective in my adult romance. I'm writing, um, in my young adult romance, sorry, I'm writing about the perspective of a girl who felt, who feels like, you know, she really has to grow up right now, right this Mm -hmm. second. She's in her senior year of high school, but she's got to, you know, be 30. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and also writing from the idea that she never actually experienced being a typical kid. And, you know, so there's a lot there that I'm just dealing with alone. Um, and so it's been interesting writing her because, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think, you know, as someone who wasn't a kid, really, like she's almost got this adult mindset, but at the same time, she does a lot of things that are just very childlike, very teenager because well, I mean, from a, you know, medical or psychological standpoint here, you know, your brain is not fully developed at 18, you know, so you are going to react differently. Your sense of responsibility, your sense of danger, your sense of, you know, just, just priorities are different. So you have another couple of years before your brain's like, Hey, Whoa, we were wrong. You know, yeah, exactly. And I mean, even just back to that whole piece of like how you talk to your friends and how easily you can end a friendship in high school over silly little things. You know, I'm really yeah. trying to show that like, you know, even though she asks, carries herself like an adult because mm-hmm. that's what she knows and that's what she feels like she's supposed to be. Um, she still has reactions like that because yeah, like, I mean, it, yeah. it wouldn't make sense for her to treat everything like an adult. Yeah. Well, and so, you know, while I'm thinking of it, hey, I can contribute something here. Um, yeah. And a, a way that you can kind of like think about this and how to get those perspectives right is to, hey, read books that got it right, you know? So an example of that would be, you could read like John Green. He wrote The Fault in Our Stars and Paper Towns which are both uh, focused around first romances. Um, Another great example is um, the person who wrote Simon versus the Homo sapien agenda. Who is that? Becky Albertalli. Okay, yeah. You know, that's a novel dedicated to dealing with sexuality as a teen in the inner conflict of just wanting to feel normal, you know? Yeah, and I mean, the big thing about writing to the adult crowd, you know, if you can, if you can really get it right, you're going to hit a very broad audience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Um, so back to perspective, uh, something to keep in mind is that the young adult crowd is currently growing up. So, you know, with growing up comes a lot of uncertainty and inexperience. So when it comes to romance, you want to make sure that your novel is mirroring that and imitating that. Yeah. And I mean, teens often feel awkward and self-conscious. Um, they're going through a lot of firsts. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I mean, I'm going to say it, puberty is rough. It's a thing. <laughs> that's a real thing. Yeah. And it's rough and it's okay to show that it's rough. Um, so when you're writing young adult romance, you know, or what, sorry, when you're writing adult romance, I should say, it's really easy to write a first kiss because it's likely something that an adult has experienced before, Mm -hmm. you know, they know what it's like, the, the real newness. They know the gist of how to get to it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They know how to lean their face just right so that the character knows that, Hey, I'm leaning in for that kiss. You know, you finish it. (laughs) What was, what was that movie? Um, it was with Will Smith. Anyway, hitch, thing where he's like, hitch. you go 90, she goes 10. Like, isn't it hitch? 
Yes, thank you. Yeah. Yes, yes. yes. You go 90, they go 10. Um, anyway, in an adult romance, like the newness for the characters when it comes to kissing is the person, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. You know, you kind of focus a lot more on how the kiss not feels. The act. And it's what the person, it... not the act. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Um, like, you're more focused on how does it make you feel? Does my heart flutter? You know, does yeah. it send my nerves on fire kind of thing? In a teen romance, you know, especially <laughs> like, if it's their first kiss, it's going to be like, what do I do? Am I doing this mouth, right? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It feels like he's drooling all over my face. Ew. Like, those Blech. are kind of- I know I, I don't miss being a teenager. Oh my God. We all have that, that guy. In our we family. all had that experience of kissing that person. Okay. <laughs> so don't feel alone. If you did, I definitely, yeah. oh my gosh, grade eight. I kissed that guy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so I like, hope he's listening right now. I hope he's like, Oh God, don't name him. <laughs> I won't name him. He's actually like a really nice guy. Um, he's married now (laughs) it's because the Um, nice guys at that age don't know how to kiss that's why they're they're, not getting their sloppy it's the bad boys (laughs) and I mean I have to say I went through a stage of just like dating bad boys and by dating I mean like I'd go to a movie (laughs) oh my god yeah I know I wasn't I was not good at like being I guess a teen world I didn't even have a real relationship until I was in grade like 11 or 12 when I met my high school boyfriend anyway this is I feel like this is like the physical um embodiment of that like sound where it's like oh we're in different tax brackets I understand like what what how do you say you're prettier than I was like (laughs) I didn't I didn't have romances I wasn't asked out uh that was the later thing um, <laughs> how are you not asked? Oh, you're so pretty. Oh, lame, ugly duckling syndrome. Mm, I'm just anyway, that's there. Back to what a teen kiss is like. Now that yeah. we've relived our horrors, <laughs> being a teenager. Yeah, yeah. Blue emotion. So, um, anyway, so there's a lot of awkwardness, a lot of likely inner dialogue about, yeah. am I doing this right? All that kind of stuff. Um, so even things like that as an adult are seemingly simple, like kissing somebody mm-hmm. as an adult, I think feels a lot different. Like, you know, Hey, it's the end of a day. We're going to kiss. That's what normally happens, whatever, you know, for a teenager, it's a much bigger thing. So yeah. you just yeah, want to like, think Oh my that. God. Is he going to kiss me? Yeah. Is he, if he didn't yeah. kiss me, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but like, even like emotions are more complex when you're a teenager, you know, it's more likely that when you meet an adult and they're in a committed relationship of some kind, you know, and have been for years, they're settled, they're happy and all they this found their lobster. Yeah. You know, anyways, <laughs> I don't know. Teens often feel at least my teenage years, you know, often feel attracted to many people and their emotions shift and change a lot. You know, mm-hmm. one week they're into person A, but then by Tuesday of the following week, or maybe just Tuesday the next day, you know, person <laughs> B has their interest. So, uh, you know, don't fall into the trap of love at first sight. You know, have your character notice multiple characters. Oh my gosh, story time. Oh no. <laughs> I'm (laughs) as you should be okay this is younger than my teenage years but I remember in like 
elementary school, I think grade two or three. No, it was definitely two. Okay. In grade two. Anyways, I was eating lunch with my friends and we decided that we all had to pick our crush. Like, I don't know why, but we just decided we all need to have a crush on the boy and you know, whatever. So I picked this guy who was the younger brother of my brother's friend because I would see him outside of school. So I kind of knew him, you know, I just, I was like, all right. Um, so this you isn't know, kickball. This is like, <laughs> I, know. I don't know what's wrong with us. We were I guess I'll team. take that guy. Is he available? <laughs> But anyway, so I kind of picked him in that grade two. I'll put up with you, but you probably have cooties kind of way. Oh my God. Anyways, so we all did this thing where we like found, we found garbage to go put in the garbage can so we could walk by and like, look at our crushes longingly or whatever. Okay. I think they thought Stalker we were. Stalker 101. Got it. <laughs> I just anyway, for some reason, likely because we talked about it so much after, you know, like after we would just sit on the monkey bars every recess and we would talk about these boys and why we like them. And I had no clue why I liked this guy. Okay. Other than peer pressure. <laughs> yeah. I, oh my like, God. I, like, I feel so bad for him. <laughs> I know. Anyways, in grade three, I was still convinced at this point that I was like in love with this guy and he was going to be my husband. We were getting married. Okay. No, um, and the way our desks were set up in my grade three classroom was that I sat diagonally behind him. So I would sit Ben like my whole class time staring at him being like, oh, he's so cute. And he was a hockey player because obviously Canada, you yeah, know. Yeah, I think you <laughs> all are. <laughs> and one day he came in with like a patch on his eye oh, because no. he got hit with a puck. And I just instantly was like, I don't like him anymore. Oh so no, that. like that would that would have I've been like, oh wow, you got injured. That's so cool. Like, oh my god. And I'm just like, nope, I'm done. That's now. terrible. That is how you know it's not true love because God forbid someone lose their eye. I know now that if I lose an eyeball and I come on to so you wanna, L is going to not. Oh no, I can't. Um, I can't record this podcast today. Um. That's terrible. <laughs> L seriously, I mean, that is terrible. This poor kid had an injury and the girl who was allegedly crushing on him for over a year just instantly opted out because she just fucking ghosted the relation. Like, no, nope. for medical reasons, that would be temporary and healed. This is why it's important to think about how young people react to things because stupid reasons to dip out. Yeah, like it's like, so dumb, right? Like I can look back now and be like, really like if I, like, I'm not gonna say that young <laughs> was a was a fuck boy but have you well apparently it? right because now adult me is like you know in a relationship if someone gets injured I'd be more likely to be like oh my gosh what can I do for you how can I help you know like it wouldn't yeah. phase yeah. me to say but like you know and anyway I was all this is to say is like you know obviously I was eight and I'm just trying to illustrate like how easily feelings change uh-huh. and how silly the reasons are that yeah, they you're change. a monster <laughs> you're a monster okay yeah for some it's just because you're a monster and I mean if it helps I didn't end my relationship with my high school boyfriend um when all that went to crap. oh my god oh my god <laughs> we won't talk about that <laughs> okay okay well let's get back to the topic at hand because no one came to listen to what uh horrible evil okay come on don't tell me that younger meg didn't jump ship on guys okay first of all 
I am a Pisces. That is my archetype. (laughs) (laughs) Second of all, it was guys. It was girls. It was hobbies. It was everything. Okay. That is just like, I just listen. So let me, okay. So what I'm hearing, but not for like an eye patch, it would be because he was like, not nice to animals and I'd be like oh he's a sociopath I'm out you know like okay young Meg let's say eight nine-year-old Meg was like oh no that's a sociopath I I, listen my mother is a writer and I had to read every freaking day before I could like do other things so maybe eight-year-old Megan did know the word sociopath I don't know who's to say well, the point is, is that you probably, probably broke some boys' hearts and stuff. No, no, they all broke mine. They all broke mine. I remember there was this guy that I was just, I was so, I was like, I'm going to marry this man. I literally at my sixth grade graduation told his parents that I was going to marry him. Oh my Well, God. that didn't work out for you. No, it did not. I also didn't marry I patch guys so it's all good I guess we're both just living our best life (laughs) oh my god okay (laughs) um okay 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 guys back to it young adult novels are often about coming of age there are a lot of questions that they may not know the answers to like about sexuality attraction and even how the body works um these moments of growth and learning are very important to give that authentic teenage experience to your reader. You know, people don't know how to kiss or have sex until they've done it. So your characters should reflect that. Since we're here, I'm yes. just going to say it. <laughs> um, I think it's just so important to keep in mind and remember no explicit sex scenes. All YA should be fade to black if there's going to be sex. Right. And like an adult romance, if your characters are going to have sex, readers want to know the immediate effect of that. So, you know, make sure you're not leaving that out. Don't skip to days ahead, you know, especially if it's their very first time. That is something that they need to see the results of. Mm -hmm. And I will say, like, sex is not off the table when it comes to writing teen romances. It would be a lot of people think it is. It's not. Yeah. But I mean, think about back to your own teenage experience, like mm-hmm. teens think about it. They talk about it. They want to do it. And some, not all even do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So you don't have to hide from this side of the teenage experience. You just want to make sure that you're keeping it age appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next thing to keep in mind is the importance of peers. A major part of growing up involves relationships with other people of the same age. You know, you need to address these relationships. What are they? How do they impact your character, good or bad, and their decisions? You know, what romantic relationships are their peers in and how does that affect their growing relationship? If these characters around your protagonist are going to help them, you know, help you give them depth. So please do not skip them. And of course, we need to think about flaws. Um, Everyone has them, but teens especially notice their flaws and they should play a role in how that affects their ability to fall in love. You know, even a flaw like cheating can be used to help your character grow. You know, how does their choice affect them? Maybe Um, their flaw is they don't like eye patches. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Could you imagine if that guy, actually, if that guy were listening, he 
he might remember when he got it, but I don't think he ever knew that I was crushing on him. So but he knows now. He's like, wow, I'm the only hockey player with an eye patch. Oh my gosh. I will. He said diagonal. <laughs> He, ta- he tagged me recently in something on uh, Facebook about high school, too. So it's kind of funny. Um, I'm going to I'm going to go to your page. I'm going to find the tag. I'm going to message him. <laughs> and I'm going to say she hated you for your iPad. I never hated him. I just stopped crushing on him. We, I, you I actually married Al. Really... <laughs> he, just, he just couldn't get me as a wife and he's probably okay with that because he has a very very nice very successful wife and you know yes, he's very kids, happy so with that he's fine <laughs> that he, he didn't get would me not them if he got injured you know but i mean they so met when they were this is not fair to I'm me i'm on his eight. side it was an eye patch <laughs> um so just a few final points here to keep in mind that you know are similar to adult romance Attraction needs to be believable. There needs to be something that draws your main character to the love interest. Is it their humor, their intelligence, their sparkly eye patch? Avoid, <laughs> I would say, avoid physical attraction as the main driver. Um, you know, but but look at the other things there: their personality, how they interact with their friends, if they're involved in in a lot of activities and whatever. Do they hurt animals? Are they a sociopath? Listen, <laughs> okay, I watch how people treat animals and like waiters and support staff and whatever. Because if you treat anybody like that, like first of all, if you treat anybody bad, you are whatever but that especially you know like there's no reason to be screaming at the waitress i don't understand okay she didn't burn your steak that is a real thing that happened sorry i have been on some bad dates you have, yeah i was about to say i was like you've been on some bad dates girl and i don't keep my mouth shut date. about it i'm like oh excuse me i'm out okay the point is the development needs to go um at the right pace So no one meets and falls in love in a split second. You know, real love takes time. You learn about the other person in a romantic way and you form a connection. Telling someone you like them doesn't happen spontaneously. You know, it takes time and thought and most of all, courage. An emotion is huge in a young adult romance. There is a lot of anxiety, a lot of yearning, a lot of uncertainty. You know, think about what it feels like to move past doubt. What will taking that first step to romance feel like? It's these types of things that make a romance feel real. Finally, you know, we, we mentioned it. You, gotta, you need that connection. Vulnerability, struggles, and overcoming challenges, those are things that make an engaging character. In young adult, you are looking to have growth from those things, not simply, you know, idolizing it for, you know, someone for being a perfect human. You know, it's very important that this relationship helps your character change and ultimately grow. And just remember, young adult books are about coming of age and how different experiences in life are going to help them make it into adulthood. Mm-hmm. And I mean, again, we said it a million times, but I just feel like I have to harp on this point so much. (laughs) 
a young adult book appeals to such a broad audience ranging from younger readers to mature adults there's so Mm -hmm. many adults i know who love a good young adult book Mm -hmm. so to do it well just remember entails well-rounded scenes complex characters deep emotions you know first romances are so incredibly relatable and they appeal to such a wide readership which is why they're so popular so if you are writing a first romance you Mm -hmm. are you know you got it made man like a lot of people relate to it and remember exactly what that felt like you know yeah yeah before we got jaded but everyone else (laughs) Okay, we well, three. Were we really gonna date? Like, were we really maybe, gonna be a couple? You know, <laughs> maybe statistically thinking, someone has to meet their soulmate in grade three. Okay, statistics. I'm sure people have because again, just there, like, there can't be. There is not a switch that the universe just flicks and it's like, okay, now any day your soulmate will appear. It's like at any moment, right? Statistically yeah, I guess so. speaking, not everybody yeah, meets them in adulthood. Yeah. I okay. The point is, that's it. We did it. It was a long show. Welcome the fuck back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess episode one of season two is done, and we left it with a bang we of blew it out, out of the water. Call. And now, now I have, have to edit, edit this. <laughs> yeah, and it's gonna be a doozy. I've got to upload it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No one ever did answer our call for an intern spot too you know do that because no one wants to work for free because there is a lot of work to be done here yeah fair one day when we are when we are a a major brand people will be knocking on our door being like can i intern for you and i'm like hey we made a call out like i don't know about that uh i will be like yeah you start at this like I like, I'm like, how do we get someone to do it for free internship? And you're just like, I, uh, would, I would pay, pay like, I'm all about fair wages. Okay. But like right now it's not, it's not going to happen. We don't. <laughs> this. All right. Well, let's end this. We'll plug ourselves again. Um, the podcast is what I mean. Um, and just so that we're clear. Okay. We're ending. Let's just. Good God. Okay. <laughs> Guys, I need a new host. All right. <laughs> Guys, I'm, I'm Megan Alexandria. I go by Meg. Again, you can find me on Wattpad at Megan Alexandria. I am on Amazon under author slash Megan Alexandria. And my Instagram is author Megan Alexandria. Which makes me L. I'm on Instagram at lmeredith.writes over on TikTok under the same handle, lmeredith.writes. And if you're specifically looking to read my work, go to Wattpad and find me under lmeredithwrites. Make sure that you are subscribed so that you will be notified when our next show comes out. We will be talking about the mystery genre. Same time, same place. We want to see you there. So you 